0: idea i only just came to myself
1: how did we get here i can't remember doctor i can't remember Uh, try
0: not to worry
1: it's so dark i can't see a thing
0: perhaps i forgot to pay the electricity bill (laughs) how do you feel
1: scared like i can't breathe properly you
0: let's just stay calm and take this one step at a time shall we take my hand and see if we can't get up
1: Uh, my arms and legs ache
0: Well, this seems to be a rather confined...
1: Ow! What was that? Doctor?
0: Logs. I think we're in a woodshed.
1: I want to get out of here, but I'm afraid to leave. What's wrong with me?
0: As I said, Nessa, slow down. Stay calm. Something has jangled our nerves, but everything's fine. Here we are. A wall. You go in that direction. We'll soon locate the door. Either that or we'll bash our heads together. Doctor,
1: don't you feel it? This terrible sense of... Nessa, Please!
0: focus. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to raise my voice. Just breathe deeply. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Better?
1: Much. I wish I knew how we got here. I can't even remember where we are in time and space, I
2: mean.
0: No, neither can I. But I'm sure the information won't evade us forever. In the meantime, we have to find that door.
1: Ah. Got it. Oh, locked.
0: Now, there's a surprise. It's a wooden door, so... Uh, stand back, <laughs> Hmm. Barely any brighter out here, I'm afraid. Tall trees, precious little moon, and this mist really isn't helping.
1: My eyes are still adjusting. Where are you? I'm right here. Doctor, can I keep hold of your hand? I don't know why, yeah, but...
0: To be perfectly Honest, it'll help steady by... Own. Well, anyway.
1: I'm starting to make out trees. And stars. Anything we can navigate by.
0: Hard to navigate when you don't know your destination. The TARDIS could be anywhere.
1: <gasps> what was that?
0: Doctor, what was that? Quiet, Missa. Quiet and still. So hard to see through the mist.
1: The sound came from over there.
0: That's... Listen for a moment.
1: Doctor, there's something in the mist.
0: Yes, I see it too. A shadow. No, two shadows.
1: They're not moving, but they're looking straight at us. I can feel it. Nissa,
0: you're hurting my hand.
1: You're hurting mine. Did you hear that?
0: I only tend to say run when there's a clear and present danger, but...
1: They're getting closer.
3: Run! (gasps)
4: Really should play more cricket, Miss.
0: Stop! Oh,
1: can we afford to stop? Whatever it is, is still behind us. I'm sure. Whatever
0: it is, I can't believe we're running from it without good reason. Doctor. What is it?
1: Up there, hanging from the tree.
0: Ah, it, it's nothing, Miss. Just a length of rope.
1: It's more than that, Doctor. It's a
0: noose. Best we don't dwell. Look, over there. What is it? It's a cottage. On what appears to be the edge of a village. Looks rather smart.
1: What, with just one floor?
0: Size isn't everything, Nessa. Just ask the TARDIS when we relocate it. But perhaps we could shelter there till daylight, when we might be more composed.
1: We don't know who lives inside.
0: Nessa, we have to fight this sense of fear. We seem to be experiencing the same sense of, well, panic.
1: So you do feel it? It
0: must be artificially induced. It must. We have to bear that in mind and get to that cottage as quickly as possible. Come on. Wait for me. See how they run.
1: There is no need to pursue them further. They must recharge.
0: Hello? Hello?
1: Anyone home? Doctor, I can see those shadows again at the edge of the clearing.
0: They're watching us. Hello? Pony hard, sir. Of course. Sorry if we've woken you.
5: Oh, heavens! Your faces! Have you the devil on your tails?
0: I sincerely hope not. I'm I'm the doctor. This is Nessa. We appear to have lost our way in the dark, and, and we were wondering... Please, wanting...
5: will you let us in? Don't want no trouble here. Will I be needing this?
0: Hi, I, I can assure you there's no call for a flintlock or any other weapon.
5: In you come, then.
0: We're very grateful to you, Mrs...
5: Miss uh... Emily Carbham, sir.
1: Please, would you mind securing the
5: door? Very well. Now, then, what have we got here? M- my, but your clothes are queer. You live alone, Miss Cobble. I soon will, sir. I, that I will. Can I offer you some partage? That's kind. Thank you, but I'm afraid I'm not hungry. What did you mean, Emily, when you said... You... I'll heat it up. Vegetables to go with it. Ivy and I have lived the life since our mistress passed away, God rest her
0: soul. Oh, you were servants and now...
5: Left her and the master's cottage to us old maids. Imagine, the locals didn't like it. Have you seen the rope outside? The noose. Aye, pay it no mind. Been there since Hopkins were around 20 years back. Hopkins?
0: I think Miss Cobham is referring to Matthew Hopkins, am I right?
5: Aye. The witch finder general himself.
0: And now I know where we are. Suffolk, 1665.
5: You were very trusting to let us in. Could hardly say no. I saw the fear on your faces.
1: H-
0: yes, thank you. We're, we're, we're stabilising now. Then
5: why look out the
0: window?
1: Eyes so wide.
0: Curiosity.
1: We thought we saw people
5: out there in the mist. Some say Hopkins and his man, John Stirner, still at large in the countryside... Eyes full of God's fury, gliding through the mist in the dead of the night, still hunting those with the devil in their hearts. Sorry, ma'am. Did I scare thee? I'm just a little cold, that's all. It's an improbable tale at best. Here, have a blanket round your shoulders. Stew's almost done. Where's your friend Ivy tonight? Ivy is my sister, sir, my twin why God chooses to make me live longer I can't say, I know Oh, you mean Ivy's? Barely there, ma'am Too weak to leave the bedroom May not last the night I'm sorry No need We've lived long in Red Lodge Fifty year A miracle for maids like us
0: Red Lodge So that's where we are
5: Is that the name of the cottage? As
0: I recall, Red Lodge is the name of the village. Emily, might I see your sister? There may be something I can do.
5: won't hear of it. Uh, Sit yourselves down.
0: Please, eat. Please, it'll be no trouble. Eat, sir? Very well, Emily, but I I won't give up. Fire's burning
5: low in the grate. Best fetch some wood.
1: Please, be careful. (whistles) Doctor, do you think she's safe out there? Fire. What?
0: Fire. The fire, wheels turning, bells ringing. Nissa, do you remember?
1: We were talking about fire. we just stepped out of the TARDIS and we were talking about fire.
0: The Great Fire of London, to be precise. <sighs> it's 1665, Nyssa. A whole year yet before Pudding Lane. Do keep up
1: really have to explore every time we land somewhere unintended?
0: He who never explores Nissa will never truly find himself.
1: Who said that?
0: Me, just then. I think that's rather good, actually. (laughs) Look, sunset. Isn't that worth leaving the old box for?
1: If you say so, Doctor. Doctor, it's all coming back. As we looked at that sunset... Yes,
0: we were ambushed. What was that?
1: Ah! It was all a blur. something struck the back of my neck
0: something with a texture of warm clay
1: and then that terrible hum Doctor, there's something on me, I can't move me too,
0: stay calm just stay
4: calm
1: what are they doing Doctor make them stop, please make them stop
0: I can't remember anything else until the woodshed
1: I don't think I want to but I'm feeling a little stronger.
0: Whatever happened to us must have induced both the fear and the memory loss, but both are fading. Nissa, take a look at Ivy, would you? Let me know if anything can be done for her.
1: Of course. Where are you going?
0: To make sure Emily's all right with that wood.
1: Hungry now. So very, very hungry. is frustrating.
0: I feel it too. The pain of the incomplete.
1: When can we fulfill the great becoming? Now.
0: Now we feed.
5: that? Ivy? Stay away.
1: My name is Nyssa. I've come to see if I can help. What is the nature of your illness?
3: Nyssa,
5: ma'am? Where might a name like
1: that be from? Oh, a long way away. Foreign lands, eh?
5: I never seen them. I I never will. You don't know that for sure. I always like the sound of France, but... (laughs) It might as well be the moon. Still, a good life, yes, good enough for Ivy Cobb. You've a kind
1: face, ma'am. Come closer. It must be a great comfort that you and Emily are still living together. What's that you say, ma'am? You and Emily? I just mean some sisters might have gone their separate ways by now.
5: I I don't know no Emily, ma'am, and... I never had a sister. But she's your twin. My twin? Uh, No, ma'am, don't say that. I thought they were just bad dreams. What dreams? One of those dreams where you can't move and there were demons. Terrible demons. So calm, raking their fingers through my mind. What was that? Something. Someone at the window.
1: It's windy outside. I'm sure it was just a branch. But,
5: but there's no tree past the glass. <gasps> Please! No! Stay away from the curtains! I've had enough of being afraid. My nerves can't take it. Please don't open. I'm sorry. <gasps> there is! There is someone! By all the saints! Who is it? It's. It's me! There, sir. Now the fire will last all
0: night. Improbable.
5: I assure you will.
0: No, Emily, you call the Hopkins and Stern ghost stories improbable. Where did you learn a word like that? I mean, I find it a touch improbable that you would use it, not because you lack the intelligence to employ it, but because it sits badly in your mouth, almost as if someone else was saying it, someone else letting themselves slip.
5: Pardon me, sir. Ma'am. This is a devil come to trick us, or worse. She looks all burned, but she has your eyes. No, she's half me, almost as if she's half developed. Get away from that window, ma'am. Hello? What do you want? I beg that you get away.
0: Oh, don't pay any attention to me, Emily. Perhaps it's just the paranoia I've experienced. But then there's the small matter of the plague. The plague? It's rampant in London right now and spreading further afield. It's one thing to let strangers in because they sound afraid, quite another to risk them bringing bubonic plague into your house. Wouldn't you say? Emily? Nissa.
5: Sir! The young woman has been taken.
0: Taken? Taken where?
5: To a place where we can feed without interference. I warn
0: you now, if any harm befalls her...
5: There is no if. The probability is 100%.
0: Probability? I take it this
5: is Ivy. Oh, no pulse. Ivy is now an empty vessel. She has served her purpose.
0: This woman wasn't your twin, was she? She was the original on which you modelled yourself. Correct!
5: Correct! It takes two full charges to duplicate a human.
0: Charges? You think of humans as, as batteries? The
5: first charge allows duplication to begin. Each template must be allowed to recover before we take the second. I
0: assume that's why we were locked up in the woodshed.
5: You recovered from the first charge sooner than expected.
0: So there are half-formed versions of Nyssa and I walking around out there. Well, this is all very informative, but I have to find the original Nyssa. So if you'll excuse me... Oh...
5: You were incorrect to say that this weapon would be unnecessary.
1: Please, just let me go. 98% of your body is now paralysed. Escape is impossible unless you roll down the bank into the water. I shall not allow this to happen. What are you doing to me? Draining you of your life force, assimilating your genetic data, adopting your identity. The first charge gave us your basic body structure. And now you're taking my mind? Correct. Our invasion will require stealth. It is necessary for us to adopt both the outward appearance of humankind and its internal characteristics. And what happens to me after this? Precisely what happened to the human. Ivy...
0: I don't suppose you'll pay any mind to the humble suggestion that you pack up and head home.
5: The Spearer will never retreat.
0: Please stand
5: by the fire where I can see
0: you. Tell me, why did you invent an Emily when we arrived? I'm guessing you drew upon poor Ivy's memories, perhaps memories of how she behaved when she had visitors before. But why bother? You could have just paralysed us and got it over with. Bide in time. Controlling you.
5: Waiting for you to recharge, we have discovered that 100% of humans cannot recharge when immobilized. Remarkably
0: fond of figures, aren't you?
5: Numbers yield precision. Precision yields results. Which
0: mean nothing compared to respecting life.
5: You respect life in all its forms?
0: I do. Well, unless you happen to have an nice talk and a habit of exterminating galaxies.
5: The Spira do not. This world will be sufficient for us to flourish... Therefore, you must respect us and our intention to assimilate the entire population.
0: Logically, that should be true. In reality, however, I'm going to walk out of the front door. Goodbye. Stop! I will use this device. No. No. You won't kill me. There's nothing like death to bring about a 100% energy loss. And with me dead, you won't be able to finish the process of... Assimilating me. Oh. Hello. My clone self i presume you are my template when assimilation is complete i will be indistinguishable from you apart from the fact that i'll be dead
5: surrender yourself to the great becoming doctor thanks
0: awfully but i rather think i'll resist it instead stand aside doctor Your failure to resist the first charge was precisely 100%. I have a rule never to be paralysed twice in one day, so I'm afraid I must be off. This door is the only way out. You're forgetting the broken window in Ivy's room. Goodbye.
5: After him!
1: Assimilation 72% complete. Please, stop! It is too late. Your mind is opening up to me your memories I will fight this with everything I have I feel I feel the sun on my skin what? I play in the endless gardens warm seasons seem to last forever you're inside my mind sunrise and sunset my favorite times of the day when my father is home don't you dare speak of him when my father is home we sit together in the grove we watch the sun I am happy. Stop this! I study and achieve. Father's face so proud. One day he disappears forever. So does my world. Now I have a new home. A new Get home. out of my head! Simulation 79% complete.
0: No. Take your hand off her neck and step away.
1: Doctor, what's the matter?
0: Oh, don't be ridiculous. You're still not fully formed. Anyone can see who the real Nyssa is. Take your hand away. Doctor,
1: you're scaring me. And
0: you're underestimating the momentum generated by a well-placed self. Oh! Good timing. If you say so. Stuck me as rather last minute. Let's carry you back to the TARDIS, shall we?
1: How deep is the river?
0: One way to find out. Need to regroup and find a way to stop the spearer. There
1: shall be no escape, Doctor. The other me, she's coming after us.
0: Never look back, Missa. It's always worked for me. Oh, there. I can move faster and try that. Just have to keep going and. Oh.
5: Doctor, there's more of them. They're all around us. Yes, the villagers of
0: Red Lodge, I presume.
5: What made you think you were different from the other 98% of humans in this experimental area? Bring them back to Red Lodge. We shall end this on the Village Green.
0: Miss, I'm really very sorry about all this.
5: It's not your fault,
1: Doctor. It's
0: always my fault.
5: My brethren! <laughs> Abandon your positions and gather round. The first stage of the invasion of our new home planet reaches its conclusion. Please, just let us go. Death shall be your freedom. Your spirit twins will now enjoy their final feat, that they may become whole.
1: This time we will not be interrupted. Stay back. Please Assimilating now.
0: Assimilating now. Soon I shall access the memory Ah! So, experimental area. This is a, a test run for the full invasion. Correct. With you and the girl, we now have 100
5: human test conversions. Doctor,
0: they still think we're human. So, one of us is the 100th. Surely we should win a prize. No? Still, it's all about the taking part.
1: Silence, for. The doctor is definitely more foolish than the average human. Your experimental findings should back that up. What do you mean?
0: Yes, Nyssa, whatever do you mean?
1: Just that the average human lacks extreme failings. Mentally, they are neither too foolish nor too clever for their own good. Physically, neither weak nor muscle-bound.
0: Are you going anywhere in particular with this? Be quiet. Gaining access to memory store. Kindly stop referring to my brain as a memory store.
1: Emily, if you had any kind of worthwhile army... It would replicate the average human paradigm. It would merge the strengths of each gender.
5: Thankfully, that's beyond your pathetic capability. How wrong you are! The mighty sphereer can utilise its gathered data however it chooses. Silence, my brethren! Let us show them before they die. We shall collate our findings and adopt the statistically average human
3: form. Nissa. Yes, why are you helping them?
5: Because my heart's in the right place, just like yours. We shall now transform.
0: Ah, Emily, this mightn't be such a good idea.
5: Spare us your reverse psychology, Doctor. Your friend's loose tongue will aid our triumph over humanity. It
0: really won't. Please, there's still a chance.
5: That is enough.
0: I am inside the Doctor's memory store. Wait, there is something wrong.
5: Cease assimilation, both of you. Their minds can wait. We have their bodies. The rest of you, link hands, re assimilate, regress to the human mean.
3: You see, Doctor, look now upon the Earth's new human race genderless and statistically optimized.
0: Oh, Emily. If you'd only gone home like a good spear. Oh.
3: oh! What is this?
1: Hey! This in my chest! In all your chests. The doctor has two hearts, but you've counted him as one person. 101 divided by 100. Means that you each have an extra point, not one of a heart.
0: That and a whole variety of other non human glitches in your new biology. What? All of which adds up to a series of fatal anomalies, I'm afraid.
6: We must transform again! It's time to re-energize! It's time to re-energize! Help us! Please! Stop what's happening! The mighty
1: your eyes closed? Are you all right?
0: I just can't watch.
1: I just wriggled my fingers. I'm sure of it.
0: Yes. The paralysis is wearing off.
1: I have that terrible dread feeling again.
0: Yes, but this time we know why we feel it. The biggest fear lies in not knowing why you're afraid.
1: Finally, some daylight. Feels like it's been dark forever. Look, you can see the horizon.
0: I might appreciate it more if we weren't surrounded by the dissolving residue of Spira.
1: Doctor, they would have killed us without a second thought. You should be grateful they've gone.
0: I take no pleasure from winning a battle in this way, Missa. Gratitude for the death of others soon chews through the soul. However, I must admit your idea was technically inspired. You knew the Spearer would be meticulous with their calculations.
1: I'm glad they weren't meticulous enough to notice that you have two hearts, or that neither of us is from Earth.
0: The Spearer saw the human brain as a box of facts, paying no attention to the connective tissue which truly makes someone alive. It's unsurprising that they might overlook matters of the heart and home. Right. Time to... Sit up! Oh. Yes, that's the stuff. Now, time to locate the TARDIS.
1: Doctor, can we stay a minute longer to see the full sunrise, please? Yes, if you'd like to. Of course.
0: Is everything all right?
1: It's just that for some time now I haven't really allowed myself to think about Trachan. About my father. But the spirit in my mind brought everything back. Ah, They were good memories, Doctor. Happy memories. They haven't been so happy in a long time.
0: Well, things always brighten, given time.
1: Yes. Look at all that golden sunlight coming up over the horizon. It's so very beautiful.
0: Yes. Yes, I suppose it is. And when you think about it, there's no hurry, is there? No hurry at all. is a repository for the most heavenly music all the way back to the dawn of time an mp3 player on a planetary scale ah, just what we need what? a display panel, access to the archives uh, here we go, Subchamber uh, F-59, neoclassical wing that's half a mile east three levels up, come on Millions of volts like this covering the entire planet.
1: Very nice, too. But I thought we were going to see the Teroleptus Event Horizon. The most magnificent sunset in this part of space-time, you said.
0: Look, we're here.
1: Subchamber F-59. So?
0: Read the plaque. I still don't. Oh. Plane or space curves and surfaces consisting of parts similar to the whole. Chamber music by Cremesis, called Composer to the inaugural console of the Trakan Union. Lots of loot. Can't say I care much for loot.
1: My father loved this piece. He used to play it for my stepmother when she was low. However, did you know?
0: I... well, I just thought...
1: You knew I'd been thinking about, Trachan. You came here for me. And you so wanted to see that horizon before it folded.
0: Well, we can always go another day.
1: Not quite the same, is it, when it's not live? Now you're going to sit through a whole and geometrical sonata instead.
0: Actually, I was thinking I might have a wander around while you listen. Trachan was in many ways a wise and admirable culture, but like I say, lutes aren't really my thing.
1: All the same, Doctor. It's very sweet of you.
0: Yes, well, I'll just open the door. Please don't call me sweet again.
4: No! Not that chamber! It's not safe! Please, don't... <laughs> Doctor! Stay out of the door! Don't stand in its
0: way! <laughs> it's alright. I've got it. Doctor, what happened? I'm not entirely
4: sure. You must be the archivist. Nalum, curator of the Western Spiral Collection. I started as a junior on the sub-levels, you know, cataloguing downloads. Just goes to show you that... Yes, jolly interesting. What was that noise? Uh, There was a girl. Uh, She released it. Now it's spreading through the collection, destroying so many priceless harmonies. What is it? An oral virus?
0: Every sounds viral when you think about it. Expanding outwards, transferring vibration from particle to particle, except... Except for what? Well, except for... Primal sonics, but they're just a theory.
4: I've seen that terrible sound rend flesh and bone. If you'd have taken the blast directly. Yes, but I keep hearing bells.
0: That can't be good. Can I access the data call from here? Yes, but. This shouldn't take long. <laughs> What's he doing?
1: He's tracing the infection back to its source.
0: Here it is Ground Zero. One single recording within the collection, White Wave, Soft Haze, composed on Earth in the late 1960s by one Jeff Cooper. Genre, progressive
4: rock. What's that? Again, not really my thing. If I may elaborate. Please do. Jeffrey Belvedere Cooper, born 1941, was a reclusive guitarist working in the progressive rock field. Known to aficionados as the Coop, his quartet achieved notoriety on the club circuit through a short composition entitled You Can See My Pad, Doll, which I believe was banned by the British Broadcasting Corporation. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. Absolutely not. Suit so yourself. Uh, after a brief solo career, Mr. Cooper vanished without trace before completing his final composition, a psychedelic suite entitled White Waves, Soft Haze. Never released.
1: That's impressive.
4: Nissa, TARDIS, now! I'm an archivist, young lady. This is this my archive.
7: Oh, my beating heart. Do you have to sneak around like that, girl? You nearly did for me there. I've told you before to stay out of my kitchen.
5: You are preparing dinner for your master.
7: He is not my master. He pays my wages, that's all. Not the same thing. He sent me
5: to tell you. Mr Cooper will not require dinner today. He is busy in the studio. He will be there until the music is complete.
7: Oh, is that so? Well, why doesn't he tell me himself? He is busy. In the studio. In the studio, yes. I heard you the first time. Well, as it happens, this is my dinner, not his. And it was the last time he ate his greens anyway.
5: I will tell him you understand. He is not to
7: be disturbed. Now, would you tell him what you like, girl? Trump. (laughs)
0: 1968, the country estate of Geoffrey Cooper, rock icon.
1: Nice place.
0: You think so? Seems a little ostentatious for any one man.
1: This from a homeowner who doesn't even know how many rooms he's got.
0: Hmm. Quiet, isn't it?
1: The rich like their privacy.
0: They like their isolation. But this isn't quiet like tranquillity, it's quiet like death. No birds, no animals, just the breeze.
7: You two. What do you want?
0: And a rather angry-looking woman. She's coming over. Let me handle this. Hmm.
7: Be my guest. This is private land. Didn't you see the signs? Although I suppose you pair are used to breaking into places you've no right to be. Look at you, in your King's Road rags and your... your, Is that a vegetable you're wearing?
0: It's decorative. Uh, We're we're here to see Mr Cooper. Perhaps you could let him know we've arrived. We're um, uh, friends of his. Uh, Musicians
7: You don't fool me, Sonny None of his musician friends call him Mr Cooper It's all cat this and dude that Now, if you don't scarper, I'm calling him He's not a musician Just wishes he was And who might you be? Met the
1: coop in a club Asked me back to see his paddy did Couldn't shake this cat once I'd told him
7: The coop's his idol Oh, I see You're a groupie What's that?
0: Never mind. Uh, so, can we see him then, the uh, the coop?
7: He's in his studio. He's not to be disturbed.
0: Well, we'll just hang out here till he's free, if that's all right.
7: If the coop don't like it, he can tell us to scarper himself, right, doll? Doll? Oh, suit yourselves. You stay in the kitchen, mind what I can keep an eye on you? Tell you this, though, I don't approve. You could at least stick to one girl at a time.
0: I'm seeing a whole new side of you today. Come on. Funny about
7: the birds. Here we are, then. Warm and wet. Thank you for the tea, Mrs Maloney. It's most welcome. That's quite all right, love. Nice to see you've not lost your manners, along with your morals. (laughs) Sorry?
0: (coughs) That uh, bowl by the fridge, Mrs M, have you a dog?
7: Mm, Aberdon... Mr Cooper dotes on him. I ain't seen him since yesterday, mind. It's a big estate. But still, it's not like Aberdon to miss his food. Not like him at all. No birds, no dog. Mind you, his master's the no. same. I'm supposed to be his cook, but he hasn't eaten a proper meal in weeks. Marmite and biscuits, that's all he'll touch. I'm neither use nor ornament these days. He's in that studio all of the time, day and night, ever since he what met that girl. What do you make of his music, Mrs M.? But his old stuff's not so bad. When he was with the band. All that banging's not really my cup of tea, but I suppose it's all right for you young uns.
0: I um, prefer his more recent material. Have you heard his latest, White Waves Soft Haze?
7: <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> Silly blubbin' name. Now he hasn't let me hear it. Hasn't let anyone hear it, except that girl. What girl? Uh, Elisa? Elissa? I don't know, something foreign. She's there with him now in the studio. Oh? Now there's a madam without any manners. Not like you, love. Perhaps, eh, perhaps I should take you over. After all, you were invited. That'll put Her Majesty's nose right out of joint. Well, if you're sure it won't be any trouble. Ah, of course not, love. Come on, drink up. Step lively. Mr Cooper's studio is in the cellar. Watch out for the mice. You have mice? Whole house is riddled with them. Nasty beggars. But have you seen any
0: recently? In the last few days?
7: Now that you mention it, no. good riddance to them. Doctor, the animals. Why would they all disappear? I'm not sure. Well, here we are then.
0: Ah, the studio.
7: In you go. Hmm. Now, this is the mixing desk. Studio proper's through the glass, see? Oh, he's turned the lights out. Why? Like I say, you're a nice girl.
0: Oh, look at this. A lute. Marvellous.
7: I thought you didn't
0: like lutes. When did I say that?
1: Back on Concordum, subchamber F59. Oh,
0: well, uh, this one's marvellous. (laughs) Mrs M, where is Mr... Um, where's the coop, I mean?
7: Oh, he'll be in there somewhere. If he's recording, why can't we hear anything? No music. Well, you wouldn't out here, love. It's soundproofed. But you see that light above the door? It means Mr Cooper ain't in a session just now. So we can go in?
0: Better knock first, just to be safe.
7: No answer. Perhaps we should just wait. Oh, there she is. Skulking behind the glass. Yes. Yes, love. You. You, love. You've got visitors, love.
0: She can see you, but she's not paying any attention. Just standing there like a statue. Oh, so
7: rude. Foreign, I told you. They're all the same. No,
0: no, no. It's as if she's listening to something. What did you say her name was again?
7: Out of the way. Look, I'll give her what for. Oi! You in there! I know you can hear me!
0: Do you see that, Nissa, On the floor of the studio.
7: Looks like rags. A pile of rags.
1: And the
0: glass is vibrating.
7: Right, that's it. I'm going in. I won't stand for Lady Buck treating this place like she owns it.
0: Vibrating?
7: What does that mean?
0: It means... Oh, Mrs. M, no!
6: Don't open the door! Ah! Doctor, she's disintegrating. Every living atom tore apart, just a pile of
0: clothes left. Like Jeff and Cooper in the studio. Fingers in ears, Nessa, and stay away from the doorway. If the sound wave hits you directly, you're dead. The woman, the girl, how come she's still alive? Not now, Nessa. back up the stairs, run!
3: Doctor, that noise,
1: it's turning me inside out.
0: Up here, once you're through, we can seal the cellar.
1: Oh, we made it. We're safe. We're
0: not safe. No one's safe. The sound is just a medium. It's what's in the sound that kills primal sonics.
1: Primal sonics? But you said... I know what
0: I said. Those are quantum sounds out there. The roar of the universe's birth before it was silenced by nucleosynthesis.
1: The music of the spheres.
0: But what if those earlier sounds still survive somewhere else? What if someone brought them back? The bolt. Hold it. Don't let her through. Why don't you hold it? I'm busy. Arissi, can you hear me, Arissi? I hear you. I know what you are, Arisi. What you're doing?
5: My sisters and I danced before the stars were born. You would have thought us
7: beautiful.
0: I sincerely doubt that.
7: As your universe grew cold, we found new
5: homes where entropy reigned. We were content. Then, we fell, fell, so far.
0: I'm begging you, Arisi, stop this. Destroy the recording before it's too late.
5: The sound of creation... The scream the of my race before the first hydrogen atoms has gone.
7: flesh. Shattering souls. Only my sisters and I will survive its wrong. Doctor! The door! I can't hold it! Here! Oh.
0: It's all right. Uh, I think she's gone. Gone? But where? Concordum. I heard her laughter when I opened subchamber F-59. She was there. Inside the music.
1: You knew her name?
0: Not her name. Her race. Arisi entropy sirens
1: then you've met them before
0: of course not no one has the entropy sirens can't live in our reality not since the first stars formed they disappeared
1: now one of them is back
0: without chaos to feed on she knew she'd die so she found Jeff Cooper she became his muse directed him to compose White Wave Soft Haze then infiltrated a copy into Concordum's vaults.
1: The archivist, Nalum, he said something about a girl.
0: In time, all of Concordum will be infected. Every last piece of music on that whole precious planet.
1: Quantum particles of sound... An atmosphere where she can survive.
0: The thing is, it won't end with concordum. The sound's been leaking from the cellar here for days. The animals felt it. They're more sensitive to the primitive universe, but it was just a trace, hardly even noticeable.
1: And now primal sonics are abroad on Earth.
0: They'll multiply, replacing every sound, every clamor, clap and crash.
1: Building like a... like a feedback loop.
0: Until they fill the world.
1: Then it's just as well it's shut up in the cellar. Sound can't open doors.
0: It doesn't need to but when it can shake the house apart. What was that? It's getting out. We'll never make it back to the TARDIS, unless... Unless what? Doctor? Mouse Mousetraps! Mousetraps? This place is infested. That's what Mrs. Maloney said. Look for mouse mousetraps. Under the sick, in the pantry. Why Mouse traps have cheese in. It'll shield our ears from the sound. You expect me to put cheese
8: in my ears? Well, have you got a better idea? Ow! There's one here, too. Now, great. Block your ears before...
0: We have to get back to corner. Sorry, I can't hear you through
6: the cheese. Now, never mind. Cheese, cheese, cheese. got it. Doctor, quickly! Inside! Uh, uh, uh,
1: what are you doing?
0: Plotting a course. What does it look like? Well,
1: we can't leave. The Erys' entropy composition is spreading from the house. It'll cover the whole planet. We can't abandon Earth to be annihilated. What did you say? Take the cheese out of your ears. You might be able to hear me better. I said we can't leave Earth to be annihilated. Not
0: that. I know that. What did you say in the kitchen about the noise? Uh, building.
1: Uh, primal sonics? Quantum particles? Feedback loop?
0: Feedback loop? That was it. Listen, you're magnificent.
1: Good. Would you care to explain
0: why? Erisia is clever, but she's missed something. She had Jeff Cooper compose White Wave, Soft Haze here on Earth in 1968. Then she took a copy to infect the archive on Concordum. How? Travelling at the speed of sound, obviously. But the point is, her entropy composition exists simultaneously at two distinct points in time and space.
1: I suggested that to you.
0: Like I say, magnificent. <laughs>
4: You're destroying everything! Not Bach! You Sebastian Bach, born Earth, 1685, died 1750. Traxis, the local Traxxas, born third cycle, reincarnated during the 11th... The 11th succession! Assuming, as born Castle it alone, died during the android uprising.
1: Oh
9: my...
4: Archivist, the where are you? Wave so I can see you. Here, behind the console. The composition is breaking free. My ears. The whole level's in go. Don't move. I'll be right with you. Here, but this is yours. What is it? Don't ask. Follow me. Run! Quickly, inside. Nessa, the doors. <sighs> Nalum, are you all right? Pardon? I said, are you... Cheese! Cheese! (laughs) Doctor, the girl, she reappeared. Now that unholy sound is spreading exponentially, consuming concordum. The entire subcontinent of romantic laments has gone already. Don't worry. The Doctor has a plan. Which is? Uh, That's it.
0: Chronospatial antenna aligned to Earth, 1968, scanning for signal. We should be getting reception any time.
4: No! No! That's that sound. That composition. Receiving it loud and clear. Now set amplification to maximum, Lisa. Amplification at maximum. You're broadcasting
1: it to the whole of Concordum.
0: Calm down. There's no need to... <coughs> uh, Nyssa! Get him off me!
1: If you'd only take the time to explain to people what it is you're doing, this sort of thing wouldn't happen.
0: Uh, doors, please, Nissa. Listen, Nalum. Do you hear that? The sound!
4: It's gone!
0: The music was growing through constructive interference, note after note building and amplifying a feedback loop.
1: Rather ironic the song of the entropy siren sustained by the perfectly synchronised structure at its heart
0: but by broadcasting a second copy of the composition just a fraction out of sync constructive interference became destructive interference
1: two waves of sound one here and one from 1968 cancelling one another out concordum
4: and earth both safe but so much was lost such priceless irreplaceable works
0: oh nothing's irreplaceable it's all still out there somewhere Missa, did I ever take you to see Benny Goodman at the Palomar
4: Ballroom? Benny Goodman? The King of Swing, born 1909, died 1986, the
0: son of a war sword. Yes, well, none of that actually matters, does it? What matters is hearing the music.
4: Ooh. (laughs) If, If you'll excuse me, I have work to do. So much silence to fill. Goodbye, Doctor. Missa.
0: We could stay a while longer, Nyssa, if you want.
4: The sonata
1: my father loved was infected. It's gone.
0: There's plenty more track and chamber music in the archives.
1: You were going to say, unfortunately...
0: No, I wasn't. Yes,
1: you were. Anyway, I've had enough of music for a while. Let's watch the pteroleptus event horizon fold instead. Come on. The entropy siren. What happened to her, do you think?
0: Arisi. yes, I'm afraid the silence almost certainly killed her. Like pulling the air from her... Ah! lungs.
1: Doctor?
8: Hanson Fletcher Hart, you have been found guilty of the charges brought by this court, and it is now my duty to pass sentence. You are an habitual troublemaker who has shown little respect or regard for colony officers. We therefore commit you to the maximum term allowed for these offences. You will go to Folly Prison for five years. <laughs>
6: I won't so say a word. No talking. Okay. So, who are you putting me in with? Ah. Come on, have a heart. Alright.
8: Next cell.
6: Inside. Well, what about a bride? Hey! Hey! Where's visiting?
0: August, I think you'll find.
6: Hi, I'm Jansen Hart. Hello, I'm the doctor. Whoa! Stop right there. If you're going to say Dr. John Smith, I'm going to be starstruck. Biggest crook on folly. Yes, I've gathered that someone of that name has a certain reputation here. The thing is, I'm innocent. Of <laughs> course you are. You, me, and every other con in the prison. Mind if I take the top bunk? Yeah!
5: parole board hearing for prisoner Janssen Hart. Mr. Hart,
6: you've been here a week. Why should we parole you? I left the gas on at home. <laughs> Listen, Governor Chaplin, I'd like to take this opportunity to say I'm sorry. I was only kidding when I said what I said about your walks, which, you know, you don't have, obviously. Parole refused. Ten days solitary. Take him away. Shush!
5: Next. Ah, oh, yes. Prisoner Jabrith. Whatever. Parole refused. Next. Oh, Dr. John Smith.
0: Again, really, just the doctor.
5: Uncooperative. Dr. Smith, do you still maintain that Folly Prison is going to explode?
0: Yes, I'm afraid so, shortly after noon on the 10th of May next year. You really must get everyone out before then. Alternatively, you could stop making these threats to blow the prison up. Which, I might remind you, are what got you two years' detention in the first place. I am not making threats. I've explained time and time again. I picked up a trace of the explosion in my TARDIS Well, it must have been a really long fuse. Parole refused. Twenty days solitary. Please, talk to my friend Nessa. She knows all about it. I must admit, I'm terribly worried about her.
1: Out of my way, please! I'm a desperate criminal! Out of my way! Ah! Ow! 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 What? Let me through. I said let me through! Oh, at last, a policeman. You took your time. All right, everyone.
8: Show's over. Get back to your stores. Now, miss,
1: that's all this ruckus? I'm a thief. Will you put me in handcuffs, please?
8: I'm not a policeman. I'm a prison officer. Guard Dask.
1: Even better. You can take me straight to jail.
8: That's not how it works, miss.
1: You must arrest me. I stole a bracelet from the jeweller's stall. What bracelet? This bracelet. Oh. I had it in my hand just now. It must have gone flying when I did.
8: No bracelet, no crime. Here, let me help you up, miss... uh... Uh,
1: Nyssa. My name's Nyssa. You wouldn't make much of a foster...
8: Oh, I'm sorry. You're an orphan? No.
1: Well, yes. I mean, the fosters were the police on my world. Please, help me look for that bracelet.
8: Oh, excuse me, miss, but that jeweler's packing up his store. Dare I say most of his wares were stolen in the first place. Don't say you're going to arrest him. It's my duty. Look after yourself, miss. You don't look like the sort to end up in jail. Oh, seemingly not. Excuse me. Can I have a word, please? Excuse me.
3: Eighteen days, or is it twenty? Doctor, oh,
6: Janson. Hey, Doctor. What is it? Can't sleep, you?
0: Uh, forgive me, Janson. It's just I'm I'm trying rather hard to concentrate. One. A terribly tricky temporal conundrum. I picked up a future echo of an explosion at the prison in my tardis a whole year before it's going to happen. Oh, now, obviously, I can account for an 18- or 20-day time contusion through natural solar system
6: distortion, but yeah, still... Yeah, Pete next door was going off his head. Hobbling Pete? Not everyone can handle it in solitary. You and me, we're used to being on our own, but Pete? Pete's cracking. Thing is, he was a traveller. Used to meeting people all over. It's cruel doing this to him.
0: Well, steady at bat. That's a ticket. Listen, Jansen, I, I have a friend outside Nissa. and...
6: Sounds good. Only a couple more months till August. The thought of seeing him will give you something to look forward to. Him?
0: Oh, yes. Yes, I suppose it will.
6: Will
3: you pack it in it.
8: Dask here. Intruder sighted. Repeat, intruder sighted. Stop right there! Hands where I can see him. You again! Dask? I thought you guarded the prison. I'm underpaid. I do security work on my nights off. What are you doing here, miss?
1: As you can see, I'm breaking into this warehouse. You've caught me, so you must call the police to take me to prison.
8: Sorry, miss. Of all the 132 warehouses in this industrial estate, you pick the one that's empty. What? Take a look. Nissa, is this a cry for help?
0: At last, it's so good to see you. This is Nissa. I thought. Thought what? Nissa, Jansen Hart, Jansen Hart, Nissa. Uh, Jansen, could you give us a moment?
10: Yeah, I get you.
0: <laughs> nice to meet you, Nissa. And you? <laughs> Excuse me, God, Dask. He's saying he's got no visitors. He's very young. His parents live three whole systems away. It'll take them a year to get
8: here. Then he shouldn't have been expecting them, should he? Come on, Jabreth. Back to the cell
6: block. Hey, Dask. No one's come for me either. I'll be his visitor. I shouldn't really.
1: Please, Nathan.
6: Oh, all right. Just this once. Thank you, Nathan.
1: Oh, yes. I met Mr Dask on the... uh, outside. Oh, sorry. I'm on nights. You're working? Yes, Mr Dask. Nathan. He's been ever so good. He helped me get a temporary job at the university hospital. Lab assistant.
0: Well, so long as you're keeping busy.
1: I'm really rather enjoying it. Learning a lot, too. Michael is teaching me all about telebiogenesis. Michael? Sorry, one of the junior doctors. Do you like my hair down like this?
0: Down like what?
1: Never mind. So, what have you been up to?
0: Oh, you know, I've organised the prison library according to the Dewey system. Been in the kitchens, improving the nutritional value of the prison food. Set up night classes in small spaceship maintenance. Eighteen prisoners have qualified for parole since I took up counselling. Quite pleased with that. I've started a 2020 cricket tournament. Oh, and I've written the F-Wing Christmas Panto.
1: Well, that all sounds wonderful.
0: Except... I did all that on the first morning.
8: All right, everyone, just being told, visiting hours up, next one in December.
6: We've not had an hour, nothing like it. Sorry, something to do
8: with the TV crew. Governor Chaplin says you can walk your visitors through the yard, back to the force
0: field. Excuse me, what's a TV crew doing here?
8: Uh, I don't know,
6: you'll find out on TV.
1: Come on, Doctor, we can talk some more on the way.
6: Okay, camera rolling...
5: Are we running? Good. I'm Noreen Chaplin, and I've been the governor here at Folly Prison for five years now. The inmates will tell you I've been fair, but firm with it. The reason I'm standing as a candidate in next year's presidential election is, well, I believe a firm hand is what our colony needs right now.
8: Nice and quiet, single file, straight to the
4: force field. There's Governor
0: Chaplin, why is she being interviewed?
8: Haven't you heard?
1: She's standing for president.
5: I've invited the cameras into my prison today because I want everyone on Folly to know I practice what I preach. I want to build a border around our colony as unbreakable as the force field around the perimeter of my prison. Uh, one moment. I think it's about to be switched off. Supply trucks coming through.
6: Hold up, everyone! Stop! Why? Right. Supply convoys
8: early!
6: False fields down! False
8: fields what? Oh, come on, guys! You don't even think about it! You heard the man! What are we gonna do about it? No, please, you mustn't!
5: Yes, that is unfortunate. It seems several of the inmates have chosen this moment to try to escape. But now that the supply convoy is safely through, it really isn't a problem. Fieldgate, power, power back on.
0: on. Now, please. Idiots! They didn't stand a chance!
1: Nathan! Help us with the injured! Nathan! I,
0: yes... Yes,
1: of course. The electrical surge has amputated this man's foot. We need a cauterising kit. Uh, I'll
0: get the medics. where's Jansen? It's all right, Doctor. We made it!
6: Me and Hobbit Pete, we made it!
0: Jansen, please, stop!
6: Catch you later, Doctor. Come on, Pete. Hopple for your life. (laughs) go marching Two
5: prisoners made it through, you think? No, 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 no. You see, beyond the electrical barrier, there's a second force field. new technology personal time is literally slowed down inside the force field one minute's walk takes a week's life off you field, field gate we, we have, have a breach, breach. two, two prisoners, prisoners in the time, in the time field, field. Go, go and collect, and collect them. them no, no hurry. hurry obviously the prisoners will suffer some ill effects exhaustion dehydration starvation but that's a small price to pay for security and when
0: i'm your president governor Chapin, Would you care to tell the people at home how it was you purposefully choreographed that disgraceful display? Guards, take Dr. Smith to solitary. You might also want to warn them about the explosion, the explosion that's going to devastate this... Oh, Oh, as I was saying, when I'm your president, the colony
5: borders will be protected by the same defences. Simple, effective, strong...
8: Prisoner Smith will
0: stand desk if this is another cell inspection, I can assure you there's absolutely no need. Good afternoon, Doctor Ah, Governor Chaplin. I confess I've lost track of time, rather, which is a new and not very pleasant experience, but isn't my parole hearing long overdue? This is your parole hearing, doctor.
5: Dusk wait outside,
0: ma'am. Now about this time field of yours.
5: Yes, the time field. You'll be pleased to hear that I've made a few alterations.
0: Good, good.
5: It no longer takes a week of your life to cross it. It takes a year.
0: A year? Stretching a time field that thin, you know that's terribly dangerous.
5: Is it? I take it you still claim there's going to be some sort of explosion here?
0: You've got six months. Start planning an evacuation, please.
5: Elections in six months. I'll be busy.
0: Once again, you're not listening. Doctor. You call me doctor, just doctor. You're not Dr. John Smith, are you? At last! Dr.
5: John Smith doesn't exist. It's a catch-all name for every unidentified criminal offender on folly. So when you turned up here claiming to be that very man...
0: I didn't stand a chance, yes, I see that now.
5: I'm here to offer you a deal, doctor. I can have you released tomorrow
0: Good What's the catch?
5: I don't know why But people listen to you, Doctor The guards, the prisoners, the kitchen staff They like you I I can't seem to make them like me
0: I can't imagine
5: why It's the same with my campaign People want me to clean up this colony I know they do It's just they start getting squeamish when I tell them how it needs to be done. But you, Doctor, you've got the common touch. You know what it is that people need to hear. You know how to win their confidence. Are you
0: offering me a job?
5: In a purely unofficial capacity, of course.
0: In which case, might I be placed in charge of evacuating the prison shortly before noon on the morning of May the 10th? Not this again. You don't see it, do you, Doctor? I believe you. You do?
5: So I've decided this explosion of yours can be my big election day stunt. What? Disaster at the prison, terrible casualties, and me in the middle of it all, bravely battling on, restoring discipline, punishing the guilty. But this is madness. On the contrary, it's a clincher. Guard! Guard! Right now, I only make the rules in the prison, but soon I'll make them for the whole planet, the whole system!
0: Should I applaud now?
5: Parole refused. Six months solitary. Lock him up. Desk.
8: You heard her desk, Doctor. I have a message from Janson. He's just back from the university hospital. He wants me to warn you that someone called Michael is foxy. Foxy says you want to be careful, Doctor. They never wait. Close the door behind your desk.
1: He, knows he shouldn't have played truant, but it was quadruple maths. He didn't think anyone would notice.
8: What,
6: Lisa? Over here. Jansen, where's the doctor? Hey, aren't you pleased to see me?
1: Yes, yes, of course. It's just that I need to see him.
6: Yeah, well, he's still in solitary. Four months now—it's a record. We're running a book on how long the governor will keep him in there.
1: Is he all right?
6: I guess he's singing a lot. Most days you can hear him from the exercise yard. We've been playing cricket, like he taught us, you know, to keep his spirits up. Keep on telling breath, swallowing the ball and regurgitating it doesn't count as a catch.
1: Oh, yes, cricket. Do you have, um, bales?
6: If I had bales, do you think I'd still be in here? Sorry, let's talk about you instead.
1: I'd rather not.
6: Michael, right? He's all not well in paradise.
1: The wedding was very elaborate. Oh. Yes, they seem very happy together. Ah. Still, I finish at the hospital in a few weeks' time.
6: Listen, listen. I won't be in here forever. And when I get out, I could use a partner who's smart.
1: Partner?
6: What do you say? Your brain's my beauty. We could be the next Bonnie and Clyde. Doctor, you're... Whoa. Whoa! I've got ya! I've got ya! <laughs> oh, thanks, Jackson. Just a
0: little shaky on my legs. What's all this?
6: You're an hero, Doctor. Longest single turn in Folly Solitary ever recorded. Even the guards have come out in the yard. Everybody! The doctor's not used to the daylight or you lot shouting! So let's just calm it down now. What day is it, Jensen? Uh Monday. Spell the legs a few words, yeah? you will be a riot if you don't. Yes, yes, later. The date, Jensen. Well, 10th of May, Doctor! Election Day!
0: Oh no.
1: Please, Governor Chaplin, I still don't understand
5: exactly why it is I've been arrested. I have the details here. Ah, yes. Nissa Traken remanded without bail on charges of criminal conspiracy. What conspiracy? Allow me to explain. It's prison policy to record all visits, just to ensure nothing untoward is going on. But I've done nothing untoward. The 15th of March recording says otherwise. Computer... Play. Listen, Nissa, I won't be in here
6: forever. And when I get out, I can use a partner who's smart. Oh. What do you say? Your brain's my beauty. We can be the next Bonnie and Clyde.
5: Computer, stop. Compelling evidence, don't you think?
6: I don't know
1: this Bonnie and Clyde.
8: God! Mum? Nissa, you finally did it.
1: So it seems. At least I get to see the doctor.
8: Not if I send you to
5: H-Block. Dusk! We're taking this prisoner down.
0: Come on, Doctor, say something. I have to get out of here. Tell me something I don't know. But first, Jansen, we need to get everyone as close to the prison perimeter as possible, just in case. Hello, it's nice to be back in the yard. I'm, I'm seeing, what is it, uh, 1,709 prisoners and 17 guards. You
6: counted?
0: Them. Yes, I think that's right. Everyone, we're going to play cricket. 863 a side cricket. Everyone to my left, you're Australia. Everyone to my right, you're England. Come on, warm up. Enjoying yourself, Doctor? Governor Chaplin, I'm going to ask you one last time. Evacuate the prison before... Yes, sir.
1: Hello, Doctor. I thought I couldn't get arrested round here, but it seems I was wrong.
5: Well, enjoy your association time, you two. I'm afraid I'm due at my count. Please, we have to talk. Oh, Doctor, you should know by now. I'm not about speeches, I'm about action ask. Escort me to the field gate.
0: Mum. Oh. It's almost noon, Doctor. I know. I wish I knew exactly what it is. She's planning a bomb of some kind, perhaps. I...
1: You don't think it's possible you're mistaken? About the explosion? I
0: saw
6: the temporal trace. It was perfectly clear. What's that noise? It's only breath. No, not that. Up in the sky. Engines. Yeah, breath's done his time. His folks are coming and collecting. Wait a moment. Oh, that's it! You mean the Gibrets are going to
0: attack the prison? Oh, I dare say that's what Governor Chaplin is hoping everyone will think. Gibrets starship engines use elliptical warp drive technology. I don't understand. Perfectly safe under normal circumstances, but in a time field, the warp engines will go into spasm and, well... (laughs) Boo! And Chaplin knows this? Don't you see, Miss? I gave her all the information she needed. She'd have observed months ago that the explosion I detected coincided exactly with the scheduled time of the arrival of Jabrath's parents. All she had to do was to put two and two together. I even told her how long to stretch out the time field for you It's all right, Jabrath. I've got a plan. You're going to break
6: out of jail?
0: In approximately three and a half minutes. On the contrary.
6: I've got a year.
1: After me, everyone. You heard him, Jansen Jabrath. Come on!
8: Fieldgate! Lower the force fields, I'm coming through! That ship, Governor, it's flying very low!
5: Is it? Fieldgate! What's taking you? All fields down, ma'am! Escort me, Dusk!
0: There she goes. Nessa, wish me luck. I have to get into the time field before the electrified barrier powers up again.
6: Doctor, you can't cross the time field. It'll take a year of your life.
1: Blink of an eye to a time lord. It won't work. You'll need a year's supply of food and water, and that's something we don't have right now.
6: No, well, I'll just have to risk. It.
1: Hold on, hold on.
6: Are you brave? Yeah, I know. But if there was ever a time to cough up, it's now. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, no. Regurgitating. Regurgitating what? <laughs> Good heavens. There you go, Doctor. Fill your pockets. we got cans of fizzy pop, we've got chocolate bars. Don't close your will the magazines. What was
1: all that doing into your breath's stomach? Contraband.
6: No wonder the cell inspections never turned up anything illicit. Yeah. Turns out there's an upside to having an alien on the wing.
1: Doctor, Chaplin's on the other side. This'll
6: have to do.
0: Thank you to your breath. Mr.
6: Jansen, keep everyone on the edge of the yard. Good
1: luck,
6: Doctor. The ship's getting closer. Listen, what is a
3: time limit, exactly? Focus, Doctor. Steady pace of that. That's the. Best.
8: That ship's really low! You're right,
5: Dusk. I should do something. Javatsky, welcome to to Polly. This This is Governor... President President Chaplin. You're you're clear to land. Land? Land? And don't don't worry worry about about the time-field distortion. distortion. It's It's normal on (laughs)
3: Polly.
6: What's keeping him? Hurry, Doctor!
3: I am hurrying!
5: Ah! The sound camera crew! Where are my camera crews? There. Look at that! An alien attack craft! An alien attack! This this is what I warned you about, Folly. Now it's really happening. All of you at home. If you have not made it out to vote, I urge you. Go now! For the sake of our colony! Go! Go! Go!
8: It's gone. The noise. It's gone. What? Field gate! Raise the force fields. Field
5: gate! Coming, please!
6: The force fields are down! He made it! Yeah. Everyone! The force fields are down! Jansen! No!
5: The prisoners! They're breaking out. Dusk! Shoot
8: them! What, all 1,709 of them?
5: Just
0: protect me! Double the chaplain, in here! Hurry! Doctor!
8: What's he doing in field gate control?
0: No time for debate. In here, now! Quick, desk, hold the door. Doctor,
5: it was you. You powered down the force fields. It was. But you were on the other side of the time field. I saw you! did you grow
0: that beard? No time to explain, Governor. Stand over there, please. In the far corner. I can't hold the door, Doctor. You'll have to talk to them. I don't think they're in any mood to listen, Dask, but I have another solution in mind.
5: Whatever it is, do it, Doctor! Do it!
0: As you say,
8: Governor, the time field, it's in here.
0: I've narrowed it around Governor Chaplin. A nice, secure, week-wide exclusion zone around her own personal borders.
8: You did that?
0: It is rather basic time technology.
6: Doctor, you here?
0: Jansen and Nissa, there you
6: are. We can't hold them back, Doctor. You're going to have to give her up. The Governor.
0: Tell the crowd they're welcome to try, but as you see, she's spending a little time in solitary.
6: The Tidefield! <laughs> That's smart. All right, everyone. There's no getting at Chaplin not unless you want even more time inside go on get out while the getting's good reckon I should do the same uh, not so sure about that come on desk it's not like I won't be back soon enough
1: please Nathan
6: all right then Jansen you could always go straight you know I'll think about it honest bye all
0: hmm. Nissa we should be off as well
6: you're
1: not leaving her here Chaplain,
0: She'll be out of the time field in a week. She'll survive.
1: But she's a tyrant.
0: A tyrant who's gambled her entire reputation on security, but appears to have let 1,709 prisoners loose on the streets of folly. I think her poll ratings may just have taken a bit of a blow. Not to mention her chances of keeping her job.
8: And the escaped prisoners? Yeah. Some of them might actually have been guilty.
0: Well, I only hope some of them will have listened to my advice.
1: Then there's the temporal trace. The explosion that never happened. An
0: echo isn't the same as an event. Besides, the explosion could never have happened if I hadn't detected it and warned the Governor about it. A paradox. Come on.
1: Yes. Well, I don't suppose the Time
8: Lords will take such a relaxed view? There'll be an inquiry. What do I do? What do
2: I say?
0: If anyone asks, just tell them the notorious criminal, Dr. John Smith, was responsible. I gather that's how it usually goes here on Folly.
4: What's the matter, Mr. Pinfield? Did you not like the story? Everyone likes my stories. Everyone gets involved. Help, help me!
8: Behind you! What? What? Oh! Oh!
4: didn't like my stories. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. Have you come to hear some of my stories? I hope you have. They're very good stories. Very good indeed. Almost to die for.
9: 25th anniversary DVD. My name's Martin Ashcroft, and I directed Dr. Demonic's Tales of Terror. (laughs) With me is...
7: Sir Jack Merivale actor, And I'm Joanna Burke. Hello. I played Carlotta in The Devil's Whisper, the first of the stories in the film.
0: Um,
9: (laughs) can you... Can you you say your...
0: (laughs) Oh, oh yes, sorry. I'm, I'm I'm Dr. John Smith, historical advisor on the Devil's Whisper. Great. So that's all of us. So welcome to the commentary. Here we go.
9: Opening titles here, as you can see, designed by the legendary Paul Mundel, of course. Uh, dead now, sadly.
7: A lovely man.
9: Lovely man. Yes, absolutely a lovely, a lovely man. Much missed. So, Sir Jack, a lot of people probably won't realise uh, that was you as Dr. Demonic in the opening scene.
4: No, no, they, they probably won't. A lot of makeup there. Yes, a lot of makeup. <laughs> lot of makeup. <laughs> the idea was that I played a different character in each of the four stories. Which you, you did brilliantly. Oh, thank you. Unrecognisable every time. Of course. And that linked in with the whole devil s storyteller thing at the end.
7: Look, no, can we give away the end?
4: Uh, we can, yes, 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 we can
9: lovely Laura Price there on props such a shame Uh, some of you may have heard of the so-called Curse of the Devil's Whisper actually it's not really appropriate to go into that now tragic Uh, tragic our enigmatic writer Philip Munston there ah Jerome
5: yes
7: Quite the lady's man, Mm. our producer.
9: Supposed to be with us today, of course, uh, Jerome. But uh, we're recording this uh, a month too late. Hope there are barmaids in heaven.
4: Are you just going to talk about who's dead?
9: Yes, so here we go. Dr. Demonic was a portmanteau film. Basically, one big movie made up of several short ones. Very popular uh, in the 70s mainly horror, Uh, sometimes comedy, or or indeed comedy horror, usually horror. Uh,
4: My first story concerns the village of Beechamwell in Norfolk. To all intents and purposes, Beechamwell looked like an ordinary village, a simple village, a village with no troubles at all. But Beecham will hid a secret, a dark secret, a terrible secret. Would you like to know this secret? Then I will tell you. Listen, listen carefully. If you listen closely, maybe you can hear
9: the so uh, now we're into the first part of the film, The Devil's Whisper. Oh my good
4: man, have a drink on me. I ain't stay here, sir. Stop! Ah! Ah! Strange fellow, I wonder what the matter was.
7: Oh, don't you look young, sir John?
4: It was a long time ago. We all look younger. I you yes. <laughs>
9: yeah. the uh, except blood. you, Doctor Smithy. Uh, <laughs> <my laughs> you don't look a day older. Don't I? No,
7: no, you don't.
9: <laughs> I mean, literally, not a day.
0: Well, I, I am a doctor. Uh, I see, uh, yes.
7: We must talk later.
4: Oh, oh. I, uh, I'm looking for my niece.
7: Uncle. Oh, Felicity. that's, um...
4: Nyssa. Nyssa
9: Traken.
7: Nyssa Trachan, uh, trachan. yes.
9: Only right. did the one film. Uh, European,
7: I think. Uh, yes. Maybe she went back.
9: She said she was from, uh, Ord, Tardis, uh, I think it was.
4: Tardis?
7: Where's that? Oh.
9: Romania.
7: Oh, nice.
1: Good little
9: actress, good, good little actress. I wonder what happened to, to her.
1: You might not believe it, but it's true.
7: And what can I do for you, sir? Would you like a flagon?
1: Yes.
9: So, nineteen seventy-six, we made this.
7: The long summer, wasn't it?
9: Actually, filmed in Beechamwell
4: itself. It's a real village, <laughs> real village in Norfolk. Lovely village. I lived in the area many years. Beautiful part of the country. It's based on a genuine
9: uh, legend. Lots of funny legends uh, from the area.
4: Yes, like the mystery of Red Lodge. <laughs> Do you want to tell us anything about that, uh,
9: John?
0: About the mystery of Red Lodge. About Beechamwell. Ah, um, yes, well, uh, the story goes that in the mid-19th century, a landlady who'd recently lost her husband in an accident... Oh,
7: that's me, my character.
0: Yes. Uh, The the story goes that she turned to spiritualism for for comfort, but that during the course of her explorations, she was possessed by demons, um, demons that used her as a conduit for the possession of others. Uh, Most of the village was taken over, and the number of victims grew exponentially. So then what happened? Well... Well, the possessions ended when a visiting professor and his niece... Oh, that's him! Uh, that's Sir Jack, yes, yes. He, he and his niece reversed the possession and drove the demons away, rescuing all the villagers. And basically, that's that it. it. Nonsense. Well, it is a legend.
9: So, uh, how much of that is actual
0: historical fact? The fact is difficult to define, isn't it? Well, you must have some idea. I do, but... How much? All of it. What? Obviously, there's been some corruption in the telling. Are you suggesting
4: demons are real? Not as such, no. Then
0: this landlady
4: was, what, mentally unstable? Explains why I was cast.
0: Not exactly. (laughs) It's complicated.
4: Well, since none of us were there at the time, it's all rather academic, isn't it? Yes.
9: Ah, lovely bit of design there. I think I've got the same wallpaper. Actually, I I, I might have nicked it from the set. (laughs) Probably uh, shouldn't have mentioned that, really. Building up to the first of the big sacrifice scenes now. Some of the props and costumes in this sequence are totally authentic. They're from Beechamwell itself. Uh, They're supposed to have been used in the actual events.
7: No! No, don't hurt me! Don't hurt me! Place him in front of the shield. That
9: plate, uh, shield, thing, whatever it is, uh, the circular what's it with all the the odd symbols on it, that's authentic. But
4: they can't be. Ah, uh, actually, it's not, is it? <laughs> the original was authentic, but the, this is the reshoot. We're not going to talk about that, are we? Well, we've got to. It's famous. I've worked on a great number of films over the years. There are always problems. Quite severe problems, Jack. (laughs) Just because it's a horror movie, people start banding about the word curse
9: willy-nilly. Sort of understandable, given all the accidents. And, you know,
4: uh, Laura... I
7: thought we weren't going to talk about her. What happened with
4: Laura was tragic, yes. But not supernatural. There was nothing otherworldly going on.
1: You saw it with your own eyes, and yet you're still in denial. The missing scene.
9: Explain that. The first sacrifice sequence was a reshoot from a day when an entire night's filming vanished. All the props, script pages, footage gone. We were shooting the possession scene uh, you've just seen. We were doing Sir Jack's coverage later. We'd been going on uh, an hour or so, just getting ready to hit the whole big chanting bit. Uh, and then... Well, then it, it, it's a blank. Don't know what happened. Suddenly, it, it's three hours later and everything's gone. No one remembered a thing.
7: I think it was aliens.
0: Oh,
9: uh, There have been various tests over the years, investigations. None of them turned up. What happened? Just another one of those unsolved mysteries.
0: So, Sir Jack wasn't on the set?
7: No. Stay to the main room. That's a nice dress. And leave... Why? Just saying. Just saying.
9: Big action sequence coming up here. The runaway carriage bit. (laughs) Always a tricky thing to film. Action. Obviously, uh, for the most part, I let Matt, our second unit director, uh, do the exteriors. The carriage going through the wood.
4: Most of it was in studio, though. Yes, yes. We
9: used a technique called back projection so we could integrate the footage from the studio with the scenes shot outside. You see, uh, that's the studio. You, you and Nissa. The view through the, the windows, back projection. Uh, that's on film. Studio again.
4: How are you getting the rocking motion? Stage hands moving a rig. Uh the bosom of your family and that's
9: back on location gareth hampton our stunt driver there lovely man uh, went to his wedding uh, the other week (laughs) lovely service
7: you often did action sequences didn't you sir jack Uh,
4: when required one of the things with doing a lot of horror films lots of action lots of makeup sir jack and
9: indeed uh, joanna were already on board when i joined the project I have to say, I-, I couldn't have been happier. Oh,
10: thank you. There's a real
9: weight you gain from actors of quality and oh. uh, iconic actors even more so. A sort of history, a dignity.
4: Quick, ah! Felicity! Your life depends on it!
9: Oh! <laughs> You're just about to go into the mud Seven
4: here.
9: But well, there you go. <laughs> Six takes, that was.
4: Several. Was
6: it? Yes.
4: yes. Straight towards the cliff Great heavens But why doesn't he stop it Is he totally insane
9: That was at the seaside At Southworld That uh, precipice
4: Lovely town Know it well That poor, poor man I wonder what the devil got into him
1: And all our luggage Gone
9: Mm, Not the best dialogue in the world Has to be said Fairly functional. Did any of you uh, ever meet the writer, Philip Monkston?
7: I don't don't remember.
9: No, I didn't. Bit of a recluse, by all accounts. Odd choice, uh, the script. Jerome brought it along at the last minute, very keen. Don't know why. Quite insistent. I'm happy with the end result, obviously.
7: Yes, it's good, isn't it? Very
9: good, very good. But uh, still, mm, odd choice. Odd choice. Plot doesn't really make sense, Uh, We'd planned on making a few changes, but our our script supervisor had a bit of an accident. uh, A bit late in the day. Had to go as written.
1: There. Do you see?
7: She's very good,
9: isn't she? Mr. Traken. Yeah. Very good, very, Mm. very good. Does uh, so much with just her face. I mean, uh, look at the fear there. So real. Felicity was originally going to be played by Emilia Paquali from uh, uh, somewhere in Europe. Handsome woman, wonderful knitter. But uh, anyway, uh, she left the project uh, about a week before the shoot. Uh, I think it was a week. She'd been offered a film in Australia. Ah, big part, big money. Couldn't say no. Turned out to be made up. Absolute hoax, it didn't exist. Someone just faked it got her to fly out for no reason. Uh, by the time she found out, we, we'd already started with Nessa, who was something of a lucky find, has to be said. The day we heard from Amelia, Nessa had had an appointment in, in a different office in the same building, uh, can't remember what for, and just uh, stumbled into the wrong office, <laughs> by mistake. Jerome uh, liked the look of her, got her to read, and uh, a star was born. Uh, actually no, obviously because uh she only did the one film, but you, you know what I mean. Never found out who made the hoax, incidentally. The hoax film.
4: Never
0: found out. Always wondered.
4: Are you alright, Dr. Smith?
0: Uh yes, yes, I'm I am i am perfectly fine. It's just the chair. It's a little pointy. Anything you want to add? <laughs> been a bit quiet? No, 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 no. you carry on. You're, you're doing
9: marvellously. You do sort of need to speak, <laughs> otherwise there's not a massive amount of point of you being here. I'm just thinking.
7: What about?
4: Hmm?
9: Oh, uh, the curse, as a matter of fact. Oh, you missed most of it, didn't you? Uh, you weren't on set till late in the shoot. All that had stopped by the time you arrived. A little after I arrived, technically. You turning up, <laughs> that was strange. No one could remember hiring you. Ah, yes, you like see... you just walked in off the street. In fact, I don't remember you being hired for this commentary. Don't you? They said there was only enough money
0: for three. I'm very cheap.
4: The village. I made it.
0: What did you say?
9: Again, uh, this was the actual pub. The landlady was supposed to have run. So
0: I was right. It isn't dead. What? What isn't dead? The rash's nursemaid. I knew it was too easy.
4: What are you on
0: about? I'm afraid that two of you are in very great danger indeed. What? Two of us? Well, which two? What happened to Jerome? Precisely. Are you, are, you, are you feeling all right? You said he died a month ago. How did he die? I don't know if
9: this is really appropriate. Answer
0: me! In his sleep. Why? He wasn't old.
9: Oh, no one's exactly sure are how... i we still
0: recording? Look,
3: he, he just sort of... Stopped. Stopped. Yeah.
0: Does that remind you of anyone? Hmm? Does that sound familiar at all? No. No. Does it, Martin? Yes.
9: Laura Price.
0: Yes, Laura Price, on the props, 23 years old, died during the night when her body just stopped for no readily apparent reason. No one could ever figure out why. It's not the same thing, isn't it? Or has the curse come back? There is no curse. Yes, but there is a cause. The absence of supernatural influences doesn't mean everything's totally unconnected. There was only enough money for three people today, you said. That's what they tell me. But Jerome was supposed to be here as well, wasn't he? If he hadn't died. Yes, but I don't see what So that... it's simple maths, Martin. One of you is his replacement. What? But which one? I've been booked for months. Oh, I've, I've always been doing this.
4: I'm Sir Jack Merivale.
0: Yes. Well, you are hardly going to admit it, were you? What are you on about? Admit what? One of you killed Jerome so that you could be here today, just like you killed Laura.
4: What? I've had enough of this. Uh, over there, in the booth, can we start again, please? Can we start this again? Just the three of us? If you
0: start this again without me, then two of you will be dead within 30 minutes. What? With me, you've got less than five, if I don't
4: stop it. I'm calling the police. No, I don't think so. But that's my phone! You give me back my phone! You want to live, you will
0: listen to me. What if I were to tell you, Miss Burke, that you were right? I was right. About what? About what was responsible for the missing scene. Aliens? I'm
4: never right.
0: Not aliens. One alien. One very nasty
4: alien. Are you
0: insane? In the 1800s, on the film set in 1976, and here today, the same one, every time. Martin, you wanted to know what affected the landlady if it wasn't demons. Yes, but... uh, It was a rashed, a particularly nasty kind of mind parasite from another dimension. I'm sorry? An energy being, more of a concept than a physical reality.
4: This is ridiculous! They
0: send out seeding devices through space, like dandelions in the wind, looking for somewhere to land, to fertilize, round discs covered in symbols. Like the prop in the ceremony. Exactly, Martin, that's right. Exactly like the prop in the ceremony. Sooner or later, these devices find life. They're they're picked up in space or land on inhabited planets, whatever. They find it. Or more accurately, it finds them. Before too long, some poor unfortunate locates one of these devices and touches it. And uh, then what? It plants a seed in their mind. A lone embryonic rash that's lived in the device in suspended animation for perhaps hundreds of years. I think I've gone mad. It grows. And it grows. It envelops and devours the host's mind, eating it away as nourishment, gaining strength as it dies. That's
4: revolting!
0: Slowly, bit by bit, it takes over the host body, possessing it entirely, becoming one. And then its purpose becomes to act as a nursemaid, birthing new rash in new minds. That's what all this is about. Is it? It's happened twice before, and it'll happen again today if I don't stop it. The landlady? Her husband was killed when the device fell from the sky. She must have been infected straight away. And then possessed the other villagers? Rashed technology operates through the combination of images and the spoken word. If a control phrase is said while someone looks at the symbols on the seeding device, a tunnel opens up in their mind and a rashed embryo floods in. That's how they propagate. That's what the ceremony was. Which we then repeated. Precisely. And I mean precisely. The first time it happened, this visiting professor was able to force the rashd out of the villagers' minds. The nursemaid retreated into the seat device where it must have remained untouched for over a century. Lost somewhere in the wilds of Norfolk. I couldn't find it at the time. You could Uh, he. Then, in 1976, someone found it. Someone new. Someone involved with the movies. They were possessed.
9: And they put it in the film.
0: In, in my film. What better way to disseminate their race into as many people as possible? Film the device, speak the control phrase over the footage, distribute it nationally, and you've got thousands of rashed waiting to be born. I thought it was Jerome. He made sense. He'd insisted on all the authentic locations, the props, he'd even provided the script. But the writer. Philip Monkston doesn't exist. I checked. It's a pseudonym. No wonder I never met him. Anyone who got in the way of using the real device and control phrase was dealt with. Laura. Laura, yes. And the script supervisor. All those other accidents. It couldn't have anyone changing things before filming began, could it? So, on the night you filmed the ceremony, the words were said while you looked at the device. And all of you were possessed by the rashed What? There's one in my mind. Not anymore. I was able to drive them out. Your real minds returned, but obviously you had no memory of the events. Obviously? I destroyed the footage. You did? The footage, the seating device, the script pages, the soundtrack. Anything to ensure the scene couldn't be replicated, even accidentally. And, uh, and the nursemaid? I thought it was dead. i was sure it was dead. Jerome seemed fine. I thought it had left him. But it wasn't in Jerome. No. I see that now.
4: But if the footage was destroyed and the device was destroyed, why are you here today? Because I overlooked
0: something. What? The final scene.
9: The second ceremony?
0: Chronologically later, but filmed earlier. Ah, yes, we shot that one first, because uh, during production we
9: realised we were... I don't
0: think we really need to know that at the moment, Martin. It had footage of the seeding device. I forgot I left it in. Say the control phrase over the final scene and you possess anyone who listens... You can't do it on the soundtrack anymore, but you can do it on this commentary. I thought it was dead, but what if I was wrong? What if it had just retreated, licking its wounds, reviving its strength? What if it realised it had one last chance to spread its spores across the planet? I had to be here, just to see. It seems I made the right choice. So, what are you going to do? Do? Same as before. I've studied the rash technology, their language. Just as the right control phrase can birth one of their young, so it can burn an adult from our plane completely. Well, th- th- then say it. It destroys human minds too, Martin. I can only say it to the nursemaid. Otherwise, I kill the innocent. Is
9: there no sign of her? Then you, you'd better find out which one of us it is. It's on the screen in a minute or two.
0: We've not got much time. It's not that easy. It has to be someone who could have influenced Jerome into planting the props and buying the script. Someone with power over him. Like Martin. He's the director. He's all-powerful. Or the star. Someone who could insist on script approval. Someone who'd lived in the area all his life and could easily have found the seeding device. Jack. You mean Jack? Sir Jack. Everything points to one of you two. You're the only ones who had the power. What? Well, it's not me. Or me.
3: I've got a BAFTA.
0: But that's just it, isn't it? You're too powerful, too important the director and the star why wouldn't you have been booked for the commentary Um, so maybe it's a different sort of power maybe jerome was held in a different way what do you mean quite the ladies man our producer hope there are barmaids in heaven
7: you why are you looking at me like that
0: you've been remarkably quiet the last few minutes miss burke did none of that make you want to ask a question
7: (laughs) i couldn't follow a word of it sweetie
0: it has to be you You're the only person who could possibly be a replacement for Jerome. Uh, Now, that's just rude. You found the device. It took your mind. You wrote a script about the events in Beechamwell.
7: Uh, I can barely string two words together. You've been
0: hiding from me all along, pretending to be meek and quiet and inoffensive, not saying anything that might draw attention to yourself, anything relevant. I mean, would anyone really talk such inane nonsense all the time?
7: Not heard many DVD commentaries, have you?
0: You seduced Jerome. You got him to put your script in the film, the real props in the film, and just to make certain you cast yourself in the part. What better way to guarantee the phrase will be said than by saying it yourself?
7: You are a very strange man.
0: The game's up, I'm afraid. Martin, Sir Jack, cover your ears. Draxola MacTinsha. What are you doing? A new control phrase, one that can destroy you. Drakshola Maktinsha... This is mad. Alankra, Mictelsha... Are you two just going to sit there? Sambrala, Tensula, Falancha,
10: Entambla... Be careful!
0: You uh,
3: dare use our language against
0: us? Go and Joe? Joe, are you all right? Quiet, worm. This can't be happening! Drakshula Maktinsha, Alankla Mictelsha! We keep talking, Sambrala Tanshula Falancha and <laughs> Tanblar!
9: He's not doing anything!
3: <laughs> The words are useless without the pictograms. Another miscalculation, Doctor.
0: What? I think perhaps we could be in trouble. Trouble?
3: In one minute, rash larvae will enter your brain, and your entire consciousness will be food for our young.
0: No trouble. I need to call my agent. You can't be planning on continuing this insane scheme. Who oh, in their right mind will keep listening after this? You're
3: still listening.
0: You're still here.
3: I conceived the three of you. No. Let me stop. And next time, we will get it right. Listen here, you. I'm Sir Jack Merivale. Will you shut up, you pompous microbe, that I have had to sit through 20 minutes of your pointless posturing? How dare you! I said shut up!
0: There was no need for that. If
3: my people did not have a use for his flesh, Jack would be dead. Please, in the
6: booth, whoever you are, phone
3: the police! Do you not understand? Nobody is getting in here. Nobody is getting out. Your soul is mine. Your life is mine. Look at the
0: screen. Don't do it, Martin. Look
3: at it. Must, must, look. You too, Doctor. Look at the screen. You have not the will to resist. Look at the screen. Twice before you have stopped me. It will not happen a third. Feel it. Feel it bore into your head. Feel your mind open and its fingers reach in. Relax and harp in tekta. Relax and harp in
0: Kerpetoral tekta. Relax and harp in tor. Bibbidi boo. What? What was it? You know, I never can remember. Doctor. It doesn't work without the pictograms, you say. Interesting. No. I might not have been totally honest with you. Martin, Sir Jack, don't look at the screen. What have you done? Draxula, Mactincha, no. Alancra, Mictincha. I will not knock. No. No. Sambrala, Tenchula, Falantia, Entambra. No. And that's a wrap. It's
4: over. What? 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 Nissa,
0: you can stop the film now. Nissa Nissa Draken. She's in the booth. It's a long story. Um, what just happened? Oh, it's quite simple. I destroyed the rashed nursemaid. But why? Why?
1: Martin, it's good to see you again. Oh, it's you. This is really you. <laughs> you haven't changed a bit. You look so much more... Distinguished.
9: Oh. Doctor, I don't understand. Why weren't Jack and I possessed?
0: Well, I wasn't going to run the real footage. That would have been asking for troubles. I put together my own version of the film, one where I digitally replaced the rashed pictograms with a set of my own to destroy it. You doctored the footage? In a manner of speaking.
4: Poor Joanna.
0: Yes, she must have had her entire consciousness eaten away decades ago.
4: wonder how anyone could tell the difference. Jack. Sir Jack. Can someone call me an ambulance?
0: Nissa, we need to gather up all the tapes, including the commentary. Yes, of course. they too dangerous to leave behind. We need to take them and destroy them.
1: We'd better be off, then.
0: Absolutely. Well, you're, 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 are you Are you going? Well, you don't need me. You were doing fine without me. Riveting stuff. No, but... It's not like you needed an historical advisor. <laughs> it wasn't that accurate. Visiting professor. <laughs> I
4: ask you. <laughs> uh, doctor? Doctor? Do you know what this means, Martin? What? I think we're going to have to do it all again.
6: Coming soon from Big
0: Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Crimes of Thomas Brewster. Latest news on Japanese toy robot terror! Real about
8: it! Yes, we've just spotted them now. Yeah, heading west in a high-speed patrol boat.
6: Doctor! What is it? Some sort of giant robot mosquito by the look of it! Evelyn, watch out! Oh, that was close. Seems to have singled Ooh. us out for attention. Careful, get down!
8: They're swerving all over the place. Either the driver's intoxicated or... Hang about, there's something going after them. We can't even make a quiet visit to the Tower of London without being zapped at by an alien
7: robot bug. The patrol bus has been completely
4: destroyed! Oh my life, Doctor! Brewster? I might have known. Once
6: a cut purse, always a cut purse.
5: Which is why you stole the high-speed patrol boat. Borrowed. You didn't exactly leave it in the condition that you found it. Not my fault.
4: I don't recall telling you my name. In fact, I don't recall you telling me your name. You don't know who I am. No, I'm sorry. You have me at a disadvantage.
1: Detective Inspector
8: Patricia Menzies.
6: There's half a dozen of them attacking the top of the building, firing these laser beam things.
8: We can barely see. There's so many of them, and the noise is just... We're hit!
4: Then the doctor's plan has failed. These things have won. Everyone on this planet, they're all going to die.
3: Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com.
1: Sarah Sutton and I play Nissa. Please just let me go. 98% ah. of your body is now paralysed. Ah. Escape is impossible unless you roll down the bank ah. into the water. I shall not allow this to happen. With this um, CD we've got four individual stories so it's a little bit away from, from the norm. We've done a similar thing before with circular time I think, um, so it's not unheard of and I don't know if anyone else has done uh, single stories, but it is very different, it's um, much more concentrated and it's a bit more mixed up each day, but um, it's quite good fun because it all turns over very quickly so it's all, it's all happening all the time there's no sort of quiet bits it's, it's full on the whole two days Everybody ready?
2: Uh, yes, Yep. Yeah. We're
11: rolling and cute. Hello, I'm Alan Barnes and I am the script editor of uh, The Demons of Red Lodge and Other Stories. So,
9: welcome to the commentary. Here we go.
11: We've done um, a 4x1 part um, release with uh, with all of the Doctors now. So, it was time to go back and um, and do uh, Peter again. It was uh, Because they've been popular and I'm very keen on doing them. I think they're a lovely sort of change of pace and I think they're a great opportunity to bring. A few new people in because you know as i've s- said in the past i actually think it's harder to write a, a really nice tight coherent one-part story than it is perhaps to write a, a four-parter where you've actually got lots of space to um to move you know in a one part you don't have an awful lot of room to to, to breathe so you know it's it's a really tricky form to get right uh, and my feeling is that you know if you can survive a one-parter you know and and do a really neat, Type One part, so You can do anything, really. Where are we? I haven't the
0: faintest idea. I only just came to myself.
1: How did we get here? I can't
5: remember.
2: My name's Ken um, Bentley, and I'm the director of Doctor Who, The Demons of Red Lodge, and other stories. The longest title in the world. One of the stories in The Demons of Red Lodge is the big finish, new writing opportunity story uh, by Rick Briggs the entropy composition and very lovely it is too and, and I'd like to say uh, how lovely Rick is as well it was a joy to have him in the studio he's a gent
6: oh, Mrs M no don't open the door Doctor she's disintegrating
0: every living atom torn apart just a pile of clothes left like Jeff Cooper in the studio fingers in ears Nessa and stay away from the doorway if the sound wave hits you directly you're dead
11: for a long time Nick and I had been discussing um, the possibility of, of, you know, opening up submissions for unsolicited pitches just just once. Because we have done it, Big Finish had done it before, and I think they had something like five or six hundred uh, pitches in. Uh, and that, obviously, is a terrifying thought when you're just <laughs> one lonely script editor who works on his own, you know, two and a half days a week. <laughs> so, you know, I really, you know, I, I feel, you know, I very much felt like I had, you know, some sort of obligation to do something like this. Um... Because you know, obviously, you know, everyone who's ever who ever writes, you know, uh, didn't hadn't had that break once, and I, and, I, and I felt it was very important that you know, much as we couldn't actually keep, uh, much as we couldn't have a, an open submissions policy that ran all the time, I, th- I felt that we we could do it for a short period. So, uh, as you will know, we um, we we opened up the opportunity for two weeks, <laughs> uh, you know, to write uh, a, a one-part story with the Doctor Nissa. And three other characters, strictly twenty-five minutes, um, beginning, middle, and end, which was, you know, a very important criteria, which was included. Uh, you know, no pre-existing characters. You know, no continuity, no settings. You know, just something, you know, completely clean and lovely. For, uh, for I think thirteen of the fourteen days, I thought we were going to get away with it because uh, we got about two hundred, I think, in the first thirteen days. Then uh, <laughs> I looked at my email on the final night. And I was getting, like, 100 a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It was just terrifying. The number in my inbox was just going click, click, click up. It was going up through 300, 400, 500, 600, you know, just throughout the course of the evening. And I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, we ended up with 1,200. I'd absolutely promised that I would read every single one, and I did, every single one of the 1,200. Um... The, the first reading um, was, I'm afraid, to eliminate half of them. But, you know, you do get a sense, you know, very quickly um, of whether this is something that's, that's going to work, that's going to be coherent, that's going to follow through. And finally I ended up with uh, the really brutal final elimination thing. Was, uh, I had uh, 24 um, pitches and I just opened them randomly, you know, two at a time. And I said, which is which is the best, this one or this one? And I just eliminated the one that was slightly weaker, you know, because you just have to get it down somehow. You have to get those numbers down, and uh, and that was that was very hard. That was the hardest thing for me because I felt that all twenty-four had really s- strong, you know, merits, and and you know, it was just the absolute sheer brutality of it. Is this the best? Is this the better, or is this the better? Um, so we got down to twelve, and and uh, I sent them all to Nick and said, Nick, pick one. <laughs> Uh, and we have the entropy composition, which I'm very pleased with because, ironically, it was one of the very first ones we got in. <laughs> um, it, I think it came through in the first week, uh, and I, I'd seen it then and thought, oh, that's good. <laughs> so uh, after sort of months of sort of paper elimination, you know, it did feel, feel rather like you know we could have actually picked this in the first week. <laughs> but um, but it was done properly. I promise you, it was done properly. You know, everything was read. I'm Rick Briggs. I'm the writer of the Entropy Composition.
7: Didn't you see the signs? Although I suppose you pal are used to breaking into places you've no right to be. Look at you, in your King's Road rags and your... You, is that a vegetable you're wearing? It's decorative.
10: The writer's opportunity was a, a real challenge. To work with just uh, three guest characters on a completely original story, not referencing any original monsters, aliens, other characters, was, was a, quite a lot of work to come up with something that felt original. Um, went through quite a few drafts before, before this one really turned up. What was it like to get
2: hold of that one? Um, it was a joy, really, because it, it, was, it was very nicely written. And one of the things that was so nice about it was that Rick had taken the brief to its very word and had presented us with a very nice, self-contained piece with a, a lovely, tight cast that meant we could record very economically and enjoy our time in the studio.
10: In the end, this this particular storyline really appealed to me because it allowed me to do two separate time periods and two separate locations, and also to play around with 1968 Earth, which is, I think it's a great period of Doctor Who anyway, but a great period in general, uh, musically, apart from anything else.
4: I've seen that terrible sound, rind, flesh and bone if you'd have taken the blast directly yes but i keep hearing bells that can't be good
10: i first heard that i'd won the competition uh through an email from from alan barnes um which i had to read two or three times i've got, I've got to say uh that was that was a big surprise after i'd heard that i'd actually won um me and alan worked through the script several times um to bring it together into a form that would be comfortable for the actors to work on, where the scenes worked, where the scenes weren't too long. The plot hung together a lot more strongly than in my original version, I think. And I think the end results have worked out really well.
1: It's always nice to have a new writer because I think they do, they do bring something fresh and see things from a different angle, particularly with Nyssa, I think, speaking personally from my character's point of view. Nyssa is just off on one line <laughs> in this story, I think. Very confident, very confident and uh, really quite on equal terms with the doctor, very much so in this story, which is lovely. It's, it's very quick. Um, as I say, it's all happening um, and it, it runs along at a very fast pace. And Nyssa is, you know, right up there. And uh, I do like the fact that he's managed to not give Nissa a lot of lines with a question mark at the end of
4: it. Don't get him off me!
1: If you'd only take the time to explain to people what it is you're doing, this sort of thing wouldn't happen.
10: (sighs) Doors, please, Nyssa. Peter and Sarah, I think, were one of my favourite teams within the TARDIS in some ways. I I don't think we ever really saw enough of them on on television together. I think the relationship between them, there's there's a sense of a almost a, a married couple. She has very definite opinions on how he treats situations. And I think that's a really interesting dynamic to work with. Um... I think you saw you saw flashes of it on television occasionally, but it was great to be able to do a, an entire script where you could play with that relationship all the way through. Mr Dorney, on the other hand,
2: bless his cotton socks, came up with a lovely idea, a fantastic idea, um, of, uh, uh, of writing a DVD commentary, basically. But what that meant was, by nature of the story, we had to we had to record the commentary itself and the very thing they were commentating on. Which sounds straightforward enough, and it is. Um, You just record the two things separately and and bolt them together afterwards. But but essentially what that meant was that we had five stories to record instead of four. Um, Logistically, therefore, um, we had many more pages to record this time than we have done previously. And um, we had chats about it beforehand, um, both myself and David Richardson and Alan Barnes. Um, I didn't talk directly with um, Nick Briggs, but I know that um, he was part of the conversation as well um, about basically whether we could do it, whether we could, um, how we could squeeze it in, and, and tell this story well, because we all loved the idea, but logistically it was a it was a big ask in terms of how long we normally have in the studio.
4: What are you on about?
0: I'm afraid that two of you are in very great danger indeed. What, two of
4: us?
2: Oh,
0: hello. I'm Peter Davison. I play uh, the Fifth Doctor. I enjoy doing DVD commentaries and um, uh, this is a particularly enjoyable version of it. <laughs> I think probably it's a bit too similar to um, how it is when Janet and myself and, uh, and Sarah do the commentaries. Although this is maybe has a bit more of a backstory. I've never actually. Uh, um, I, don't think it's, uh, I don't think any of us are aliens, except possibly for Janet.
7: You are a very strange man.
0: The game's up, I'm afraid. Martin. So, Jack, cover your ears. The last story
1: of of the four is very, very clever. Far too clever for my simple brain. <laughs> um, yes, it's a, it's a commentary, which is quite funny, because, of course, we do do Doctor Who DVD commentary, so it's, quite, it's funny to see people playing, people doing that, because it's very, very true to life the atmosphere that they've they've created with that scene is those scenes are very very good Um, and then I play this um, completely different character haven't got to do that yet Uh, hopefully later on this afternoon I'll be doing that Um, I play a different character completely so um, that'll be I'm not sure I think that's Nissa playing someone else or so we've got we still have an element of Nissa in there but she's getting to do so many more interesting things in, in this CD so good on you Nissa you're taking my mind correct Our invasion will require stealth.
2: Luckily, uh, the same week we were uh, recording something else uh, which didn't require a full day and so with a little bit of juggling of who was in on what day and for how long we basically managed to cast the Demons of Red Lodge and record across three days, well really two and a half days rather than two days um, and that just gave us the extra time we needed to squeeze in that, that fifth story. For some reason, we did, I think, one and
0: three and four, and then went back to two. Something like that. Anyway, so uh, it wasn't quite as chronologically, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, organized in my mind as it possibly could have been. But no, it was fun, actually. Somehow it seemed shorter. I don't know why it should have seemed
2: shorter, but uh, uh, maybe it was just the change of scenery. As we all said, um, while we were discussing it, if we're going to tell this story, we need to we need to do it. You can't compromise on an idea like that. You have to do it. Um, you have to do it properly. Um, uh, and so that that's why we made that decision to to sort of record for the additional time. However, what that meant was that it was logistically compared to most things we record, quite a big ask, and would would um, would mean that that extra little bit of um, pain and effort from everybody involved.
1: To my shame, actually, I've never listened to myself uh, on a big finish, and I decided that actually now the time had come for me to listen. And I, the first one I picked was one that I know people say to me is one of their favourites, and that's spare parts. Um, so I thought that, that would be a good place to start.
3: We can show you these outfits, designed to protect courageous workers against the extreme freezing conditions on the surface in the
9: propulsion... Surface? They're not on the surface yet. General Doctoman Christine Allen, who
4: designed the suits,
3: is seen here being congratulated
4: by... Slimy. look at J. him. Talk about extreme. Poor old Vonnie, she won't bad like bad wearing the those.
9: They're
1: not protection demand. suits. Those and are fully processed Cybermen.
9: Oh, kettle's boiling. Mark-
1: so I listened to that in the car and I thought, this is all really rather good. I, I thought it was fantastic and I can understand why that is a particular favourite for people. Um, And then I listened to Castle. I jumped right forward and listened to um, Castle of Fear, which I loved, actually.
0: Fetch me my sword. What? Both of us for one sword? And my shield. Must be a blooming mighty shield.
1: Follow me, peasant.
0: And that's all the armour you're taking. I prefer to fight unencumbered. Yes, but still. Yo, and uh, Paige, bring me my spear of burning gold. Uh, bring me my uh, chariot of fire. That's more like it. Isn't it? If you'll excuse me, sir, I'll just see what's taking them
4: so long.
1: I wasn't surprised because I knew the production standards were very high, but they are. Uh, it's excellent. Um, everyone does a fantastic job with the editing, and, and the final um, production was just brilliant, and I laughed myself silly with Carl Slipher. I thought it was absolutely brilliant.